you're listening to the Casual Swinger Podcast. As your host, we need to warn you that the material you're about to hear may be sexual or explicit in nature. This podcast is intended for an adult audience. Now, we don't expect you to act like adults. What's the fun in that? We're a married couple living in Florida with over 13 years of experience in the lifestyle, and we take almost nothing seriously. Casual Swinger is a variety show, meaning we'll cover everything from music to events, travel, and even the occasional hilarious screw-up. Our show is about entertainment. We're not licensed professionals. Not anything. And our stories, commentary, and guidance should not be confused with the opinions of a licensed professional. Now that you know, let's take those pants off and get comfy. Welcome back to another episode of Casual Swinger. My name is Mickey. And I'm Mallory. And we're a little late. Sorry about Just that, Just a folks. wee bit. Yeah, basically one episode's worth. It's been a month since we put out an episode. That's about when you had your, your face done. Yeah, I had my face cut on, so my fucking face still hurts, if I'm, I'm being sorry. honest. Yeah, you had some oral surgery. I like oral. I don't like oral surgery. <laughs> I've decided. <laughs> That's did, a thing. You did so well. Like I thought you were going to end up healing pretty quickly, and it's actually taking a lot longer than I anticipated. Yeah, much longer. I still have fucking holes in my face, so if I sound funny, that's why. A little less uh, exuberant, a little oh. less my sparkly self. I think you're still sparkly. I'm not really sparkly today. I'm kind of a grump, but that's okay. <laughs> okay, you said it. I didn't. Uh huh. I was anyway. gonna lie. Okay, thanks for lying to me. I appreciate it. It's also <laughs> huge, biggest you've ever had. Um, it's big. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what are we talking about today? Um, we're talking about the panic button. Like the your lady button? Yeah, like panic attacks. Oh, yeah, yeah. the panic button. Yeah, so, the, the, yeah. The, the feigning, like you don't know. This actually stemmed from um, something that happened to you not too long ago. It does. So today we're going to talk uh, about the panic button, but more than that, we're going to talk about self-soothing. Self-soothing is how we deal with the emotional roller coaster we endure when our partners have encounters outside of our relationships. Today we're going to talk a little bit about it and something that happened recently that took even me by surprise, I guess. Yeah, it did. So more on that later. Let's talk about what's been up lately because there's a whole bunch of shit going on. Yeah. I mean, we talked about your oral surgery here. I oral. Mean, that, that's, again. <laughs> that's had you lead up for quite some time. I mean, you haven't even been able to really talk much. No, I really haven't. It's been kind of shitty, but hey, whatever. Yeah, but you know, and I'm proud of you for soldiering through it. It hasn't been easy. No, it hasn't. And it's, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, it's just kind of made us a little late, which we didn't want to do this season. Yeah, sorry guys, but life Ail happens. On our part, whatever. Mm -hmm. So what, what's up? Uh, what about any updates from Jamaica? Yeah, so uh, it is kind of a big update, right? A uh, little yeah. eh, drum roll. The longest fucking <laughs> You like that? Ever. That was a hell of a long drum roll. It's a little dramatic. It's really not good news, by the way. So no, here's what happened, guys. Uh, our grand spawn, as it turns out, is going to be born any day now. Like and literally, we've been waiting every single day. Yeah, she's late, and it's uh, it's thrown a wrench into our plans to go to Hito in November because now our first opportunity to meet the grand spawn is going to be the same week that we go to Hito. So we're not going to be there in November. Yeah, it um, it's definitely heartbreaking because I, I don't know about you. When I have um tough day, days at work, I I dream and reminisce and and look forward to that. So it's kind of been a light at the end of the tunnel. And anytime so. I feel like this is kind of par for the course because we had to cancel in February as well, um, just for you know travel restrictions. Yeah. Yeah, we did. So, and now this is twice that we've canceled trips to Hito over COVID. And honestly, it's it really not you know about COVID for us so much as it is about having an opportunity to get quarantined down there and not be able to meet the grand spawn. So right, I think you know if we if we were betting people, I'm sure it'd be fine. I guess yeah, to probably. some degree, we, maybe we it. could short it. Yeah, I just don't want to miss out on my my. Yeah, my kids, my grandchild. Which we're like the youngest grandparents in the we state are, of Florida. I'm not even 40 yet. <laughs> yeah, so this is this kind of a crazy thing. But anyway, just a couple of updates for you guys regarding Jamaica. If you guys are going down there, if you're going down with our friends, Rachel's Rascals, uh, Jamaica did not really make any major changes on September 20th to their COVID protocols. Yeah, Inbound we were, travelers still need to test. Yeah, we were sitting like, you know, seat side waiting for them to update it, thinking yeah, right. something was going to change. 
No, yeah, well, nothing really did. So here's the kicker, though. The United States is changing things up for the unvaccinated. Yeah, that's true. So travelers are going to need a test within 24 hours of reentering the country, and they're going to have to provide proof that they've acquired and paid for a second test to take upon arrival back in the country. I think that's going to change things for unvaccinated travelers in particular. Uh, because it mean, that means now they only have 24 hours to sort their shit out. So I think that's going to make things a little challenging. Sure. And this went live when? Uh, this went live. Well, I guess technically it hasn't gone live yet. It's just been announced that that's the intention. Okay. And they were going to announce more details about making this effective in November, but they didn't say when. Gotcha. So just kind of stay tuned. Keep an eye on what's going on. Check out visitjamaica.com. And that should give you an idea of what you should be doing. But, yeah, we're not going to be there anytime soon, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's it's definitely something new because I know when other people have traveled internationally, come to visit us, like uh, Kate's actually a great example. I, I wouldn't know where to source that COVID test. Yeah, well, and I mean, do you like have to have it on one. your? Yeah, I, I'm interested to find out what the U.S. is going to require because, like, do you have to have it on your person, like, as you're going through customs? Yeah, well, and I, like, if you're vaccinated, do do I don't think you have to do all that. You just have to test within 72 hours of coming in. So Kate's gotcha. vaccinated, so it okay. won't matter. But okay, so just the unvaccinated then, right? Okay. It's kind of like, hey, get an umbrella so I don't get wet. Yeah, that's um, okay. <laughs> I'm really impressed with it all. But anyway, uh, so what else is going on? So we went down to Key West and hung out for a little bit, and I went by and. Uh, the offices for Fantasy Fest to see about getting oh, them right. to come on the show. Yeah, you went down there for a few days. Yeah, and do, you know, dropped into the offices, introduced myself. Everything seemed like it was going to go pretty good. Then I got a message back from those guys, and they said something to me that pissed me the fuck off. I I think it was actually hurtful. Yeah, which was really where the anger came from. Yeah, well, it's I I mean I'm getting kind of sick of it, right? So for your birthday party, I'd contacted two different bakeries that said almost the same thing to me, we don't deal with people like you. And Awful. that was hurtful enough. Because we're swingers? Yes, and because I was going to put our logo on the cake, they were like, no, absolutely not. Really? And then I had a boudoir picture of you that I had taken that I was going to put on the cake, and they said, no. Uh, be- now, if was it was it just that- if it was for my loving wife, and I didn't have a casual swinger logo on it, then it would have been fine. I was going to say, if it's the one I think it is, yeah, then it, didn't even it show anything. doesn't start show anything. It didn't show a thing. Okay. And they were dicks about it, so I was like, you know what, fine. Anyway, I found a better baker. But while I was down there talking to those folks, everything seemed like it was going to be okay. Then they reached back out to me. And the exact thing that, that they said to me, right, and we invited them on the show you know, just to talk about their upcoming event with positivity, fun, humor, just the way we do things, guys. You've listened to our interviews sure. before. Can I interrupt you for two seconds? Why not? Well, because Fantasy sure, Fest, sure like... <laughs> Thanks. Well, Fantasy Fest, I mean, has this perception, especially I think inside of our community, that it's very sex positive, sex forward. Um, and I've been. And I, that was my takeaway, that it was just this all-inclusive event. Yes. Well, okay. it's definitely not that anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because uh, their exact words to me were, your show is not the type of podcast we'd be interested in participating in. You know, it's uh, I'm still not mad yet. Well, only because I guess I don't know. I just I, I feel like know. it was a lame ass thing to say. And, you know, when I said, well, what we want to do is really just talk about what Fantasy Fest is, how we're, how it came to be, how positive an environment it is. Talk about sex positivity and creativity. And they said, that's not what Fantasy Fest is. They said Fan- Fantasy Fest is a celebration of art and creativity. It has nothing to do with sex or sex positivity. And they are trying specifically to get away from that reputation that they have built for themselves over the last eh, 35 years or so. So they would like to turn this into the Key West Arts and Crafts Festival, everybody, <laughs> just so you know. That that's what we're going to have down there. So instead of 65,000 people coming in to celebrate creativity and sexuality, they're going to have 6,500 people come in to buy some crafts from the craft fair. Yeah. I'm I think that's a, I think that's a mistake. I think uh, they're being a little closed-minded, and maybe, maybe they're getting heat from somewhere else. I think they could have addressed us a little bit better, a little more politically correct, but you know what? No one has to. No. No one has to you know, protect our feelings. And no one, hell with us. And a, a lot of people who are mainstream don't want to be tied to swingers. That I understand, especially if they don't have anything. They're not involved in an industry that that could be a peripheral or offshoot of. Right. You well, know? And if this podcast was called the Everything Podcast, which is really what it is, Right, because we talk about everything under the yeah. sun. If this was the everything podcast, they probably would have done it. 
And we would have done what we always do, which is provide the questions ahead of time and given them a great opportunity to talk about what it is they're trying to do in a very positive manner. Uh, we just happen to be sex positive people. They No, they weren't interested. So it's fine. Not everybody wants to do our show. Maybe they'll do somebody else's show, get suckered into it by somebody's show that doesn't say swinger in it. But, you know, uh, it, it is what it is. It's not a big deal. Uh, we're just going to shove sex positivity to the side in Key West this year. And by the way, there is no parade. Yeah, that's, Fest this I'm year. a little surprised. The parade is like the the main event. Yeah, well, they say it's for COVID, but maybe it's to keep the naked people out of the streets. Mm, okay. It's. I mean, if this is the way they're going, That's it wouldn't surprise me a bit. So we'll see. Maybe the parade will come back next year. I mean, I mean, the last two days of Fantasy Fest, they allow people to be fully nude as long as they're painted. Right? So you can be naked in the street as long as you're painted. Well, right. Your your naughty bits have to be obfuscated. Yes, by like paint. A, yes. Like, you can't paint a naked body on top of your naked body. Right. Like, we've we've seen that before. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> Doesn't work. Well, hey, I got ab- abs painted on me, and that was awesome. That totally worked. Everybody believed it. It was but it, just fun. But anyway, yeah. Well, that's that's interesting. I wonder how it'll shake out for them. Yeah. Well, I feel like that, we're like yeah. super negative right now because we just talked about. Yeah, let's talk about something else. Yeah, we talked about, you know, uh, not going to Hedo, and then we talked about Fantasy Fest. Womp, and, like, womp. Being the, so anyway, all that, you know, meh, whatever. It happened. Womp, womp, womp. Uh, how about your birthday? We oh did have a birthday. Oh, my God. Here. You are the best husband on the planet, and I'm sure there were a few husbands or boyfriends that were in trouble the next day. So Mickey put together um, the biggest surprise he's ever been able to pull off in the 15 and a half years we've been together. Um, never, ever have I had a surprise party of this this size. Um, I think I've, I, the only surprise party I've ever had before this was, I, I don't know, in kindergarten. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, in elementary school. Um, and it really wasn't a surprise. It was just my family. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I, I was absolutely floored. We had some wonderful friends who participated, uh, flew in, hung out, um, a few people that actually flew in. I, I, I'm still floored. I still can't believe it actually happened being, you know, um, I was blindfolded. Let's start there. I was blindfolded and I was told that we are going to have drinks somewhere. And then this big surprise was going to unfold. And I thought my surprise was... Um, the folks that showed up here for right. the weekend that were staying we with Dave us. Dave and Andy. We had Corn Fed Swingers. Yes. So Jess from Corn Fed Swingers came in. Yes. And it was amazing. So we're having these drinks and then I get blindfolded, um, which, by the way, my favorite part was screaming that I was kidnapped from the back seat. Um, yeah, that was a little unnerving. When you did that, <laughs> by the way. Dave was driving and he's like, get the bitch. <laughs> um, I had no idea where we were. It turns out we were just back at our fucking house. We were. We were, were in the neighborhood when you did that, by the way. A bunch of me. I know. I, I yelled to my, my unassuming neighbor who probably knew it was me and I did not know it was them that I, that I needed help and I was being kidnapped. Um, but anyway... Uh, you guys lead me in here and take the blindfold off. And I'm not good with surprises. I, I just don't react well. That's why I don't cry at weddings and funerals. Like, it's just not my thing. I'm a planner. And then looking across the room and, like, taking stock, there were so many people here. Like, then my panic started to set in. And it was joy. It, it came from a very, very positive place. But I didn't know how to react, so I ran into the laundry room. You did run the laundry room. It I was, have video of yeah. that, as a matter of fact. But, oh, it was so you know, good. It was so good. I think the thing that jumped out at me was how big our tribe has gotten down here our, in Florida. It, it, <laughs> it, huge. it is the perfect size. Everyone in that room, I can honestly say I love. I yeah. love deeply. It was and great. They're amazing human beings for wanting to, to celebrate my silly ass. Um, I, I just can't think of enough. You had a bartender. You had one of my favorite local um, artists that yeah. sing. He was here, and I've been begging to have him do a party for us. And for then years. every girl here was begging and to fuck him before the night was, was over. Yes, was swooning over him. I mean, we've been doing all these improvements to the house, and I, I kind of had a feeling something was going on. But I figured once our friends showed up, you know, on that Thursday, Friday. That that was it. Like we were just. Oh know. hell no! We were just getting started. Yeah, yeah. And it was a weekend full. We, yeah, but yeah. Bartender. We had a musician. Yeah. I brought in all new lights. We had actually, a bunch I, of local friends so that decorated while we were gone. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. What you, what you didn't know is that our guests decorated the entire house for your party. It didn't even look like the up, same place. Set up for the caterer. I mean, I still everything. got a fucking pineapple balloon up in the corner of the ceiling. Yeah, so it's can't so thank those guys enough. They know exactly who they are. Now, by the way, the couple that led that charge doesn't even listen to the show. 
So, uh, you know, if they ever do listen, they'll know how much we care and and what they did for us, which was just absolutely awesome. So yeah. Anyway, so I'm just, I'm still over here basking in just all the feels and, and positivity and love. And thank you so much for making me feel like the most special human on the planet to you. Well, as I'm so fond of saying, this dick simply will not suck itself. <laughs> so sometimes you just got to lay it out there. All right. Well, you earned you earned blow parties. Yay. This year for See, we sure. call them blow parties in this house, folks. You know why? Because no one likes going to work. Everybody <laughs> hates a job. So <laughs> there are blow parties here in the casual compound. Come on over and have a blow party. Uh, hey, can I? Uh, do we have time to talk about Horny as Fuck Fall? Let's talk about Still? Horny as Fuck Fall. It's our show. We can okay. talk about it whatever we want. So I made a friend. You do. <laughs> I like him a lot. Uh oh. Yeah, he's cool. Uh oh. Wait yeah. a minute. Has, has some he shit gone down? Smirk. Is that what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I did some dirty shit. Uh, but he makes me, like I I really like like hanging out with this one too. So yeah. more to come. And I reconnected with somebody recently that I haven't heard from in a while. So that that could be something fun as well. Oh, wait a minute. So you said more to come. Is that a pun? Yes, yes. I'm a very punny girl. Oh yes, yeah, so punny. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hopefully you have a good time in your horny yeah. as fuck fall. Yeah, I mean, I mean, how do you feel about me and my friends? I think you're you're building your own little stable there. Is that what it, we decided it was called? You have a harem, I have a stable. Right? <laughs> you have <laughs> okay. your own little stable of, of little friends and horses that you ride. My little ponies. <laughs> you can't call them little, Mallory. It is I not just, okay. It, no guy me. goes, I don't want to no, be a no, little no, anything. No. No, a little just, horny, maybe. That's it. <laughs> Oh, my God. I can't believe I said that. Please delete it later. I'm not. I'm leaving that in so oh they know that God. you think they're little. Anyway, wah, but wah, wah. you have that button somewhere, don't you? Oh, yeah. I have okay. all kinds of buttons. Here, though. You got this one. Mm, no? That's no. not a good one? Oh, I Here, hate I'll, those buttons. This is for the ones that like you. Horny <laughs> <laughs> as fuck fall. Anyway. Anyway. All right. So last but not least, Podcast Palooza Encore is coming up in November in Dallas. There is one, one King Deluxe room left for that event. Is that the last room? That's the last room. Are you shitting me? She's only got one room one left. One room All left right, guys, jump PCAP. on it. And uh, PCAP's going to include monogamish marriage, average swingers, sweet life, uh, I think black and kinky lifestyle. And I think there's a couple other that are going to be out there. So, I mean, obviously Dallas is a blast. This is the Canvas Hotel, which is a super cool hotel. Yeah. I think it's going to be a really, really great venue and a great time. Yeah, I can't remember who she hired, but um, she did announce recently that there's someone doing a ropes course. Yeah, they got which, a ropes course. They yeah. got a, uh, a um, drag show. They got a few other things going on. So Kate's always mixing this thing up to make it a more inclusive, more positive event, which I really love that she yeah. does that. And if you guys have any questions about, you know, PCAP Encore or maybe even the 2022 events, definitely reach out, especially if you're on Twitter and know anyone who went and get their feedback. Because something she does is this is just the shit you know about. Kate has other shit always in her back pocket and oh, yeah. being there and having the experience. She's already planning next year. I Yeah, exactly. So if you guys have questions, feel free to reach out to us or, you know, you know, shout out on Twitter. Email us podcast at catchable So Yeah, see all that shit. Anyhoot, that's it for us for the intro. We're going to come back here in a few minutes and we're going to talk about panic and self-soothing and just the disasters that come from when those butterflies that you get in your stomach, when they turn into a hurricane or razor blades and you can't control it. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk about what happened to me. No bullshit. Not too long ago. And uh, maybe we'll have a little fun. Mallory, you want to tell everybody where to find us? Yeah, man. We are Casual Swinger everywhere. You can find us at CasualSwinger.com. If you love us and like to say something nice about us, um, feel free to do that um, on iTunes. That'd Seriously, leave us a fucking review. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I like affirmation just like everyone else. He has uh, a huge penis. <laughs> that is true. Um, we are also on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you'd like to check out our dating profiles, we're on Double Date Nation, SDCSLS, and Montecassie. There it is. We'll be back in a hot second with more on the panic button here on Casual Swing. Welcome back to Casual Swinger. I'm Mallory. And I'm Mickey. And we're going to talk about the art of self-soothing. 
there's an art to self-soothing. If there's an art to it, I am a fucking horrible artist. <laughs> you know what? That's the beautiful thing. <laughs> We're both on a roll today. <laughs> um, the beautiful thing about art is it's it's a matter of perspective, right? And everyone's got a different one. I guess. I mean, I, I it's definitely not an art form, right? So, no, it's not. Like we talked about in the lead-in, self-soothing is, is something we refer to when we talk about children. Right. When yeah. we talk about kids crying in a crib, you have to teach them how to self-soothe by letting them sort their shit out. Right. I don't think it works the same way for swingers. But in reality, <laughs> self-soothing is I mean, any behavior an individual uses to regulate their emotional state by mm-hmm. themselves. Yes. Now, Hence the self part. We don't really do a lot of things by ourselves, you know, as, as lifestylers or, or really just in, in what we're doing. This is a team sport, Right. Yeah, usually. But in our dynamic specifically, we have the opportunity to uh, experience things alone. And sometimes that means that there's one man. Yeah, sometimes you literally are self-soothing. But at the same time, I think self-soothing still comes into play in couples play, even when there's four people on a bed. Oh, 100%. You still have to figure this shit out. So what are we talking about? So emotional states can be affected by literally anything, anything at all. It could be a memory or your environment. Yeah, um, a number of different circumstances, um, communication, I mean, finances. I mean, there's probably a bad a ha- day at work. Yeah, there's probably, you know, dozens of different triggers. Yeah. Or how about just communication or lack thereof? Like mm-hmm. maybe maybe she didn't she's not looking at me this time or maybe she's so into it. She's making a different noise this time or maybe he came this time and he never gets off. Right. And that can create issues for people trying to self-soothe, trying to tell themselves that what's happening right now is okay. Mm -hmm. And why do we struggle with this? Where does this come from? Where does it start? All right. So of course it starts with this generation of monogamy that's been beaten into our head by every television show, every book, every person in our lives is telling us, you got to grow up, you got to get married, you got to love that one person and that one person's body parts only for the rest of your life. You missed a big one, religion. Oh, well, yeah. That's, Boom. Religion is the yeah. number one Here is know, the box. Please violator. live inside of it. And if you go outside, you will burn forever in <laughs> perpetuity. You're welcome. Yes, here you go. Oh, by the way, I love you. <laughs> and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's it really is kind of out there. Right. But what we realize is that as ethically non-monogamous people, there are circumstances that we're going to engage in that may still run counter to something that runs deeper than the way we think or the way we feel. Mm -hmm. Not everybody is oriented ethically non-monogamous the way we are in the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Some people, this is a hobby for. Some people, this is something they're trying. Some people are trying to spice up their marriage. There's a lot of reasons why people get into the lifestyle. Not everybody just kind of identifies this lifestyle the way that we do. That doesn't mean that we're impervious to this. No, and it doesn't mean we could repeat the same act 50 different times. It doesn't mean we're going to feel differently. Ten of those. Yeah. Three of those are just one of those. A hundred percent. So as adults, not as children in a crib, Mm -hmm. we normally kind of self-soothe in in different ways, right? So maybe we start out with the old favorite, like talking to yourself, like, all right, Mickey, nothing's wrong. This is cool. She's having a the, good time. She'll be back in a little while. The Relax. mirror conversation, right? Yeah. yeah the Look bathroom the mirror. mirror. You're talking yep. yourself like a fucking yep. crazy person. I've done, hell, I've done that at work. <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, yeah, everything's fine. I'm yeah, good. Yeah, okay. it's okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that we get this, this idea in our head that it's going to magically just be okay because we talk to ourselves. And honestly, it doesn't. I think in my case, talking to myself in the mirror sometimes makes it worse because then I get in my own headspace. But, you know. Do you end up like fighting yourself? Like, say what, motherfucker? Say what? No, I don't I've go all that. Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. I'm like, are you talking to me? Uh, <laughs> that's Pacino, but whatever. Uh, my, my point, though, is, you know, you try to reason with yourself and go, okay, everything's all right. I'm yeah. fine. You're going to logic yourself back to earth. Right, I'm going to bring yeah. myself right back out of this. And it's not always that simple, right? And so we also self-soothe maybe by communicating. Now, communicating can be a, a doorway to a lot of things. We can communicate with our partner mm-hmm. and tell them something they did bothered us. And, and that created a problem for us or maybe something they did was great and we needed to communicate with them and let them know that it made it easier for us. Yeah, and we've learned when we talk to each other, it's it's not, 
you did this and it hurt me. We try our best and we don't always get it right is when this happened, it, I felt this way Yeah. to dig into it because then it's, it's just put out there because it doesn't, it doesn't always mean someone did something wrong. Right. right? And when we talk about this, yeah. I remember, you know, especially what we get into here in a couple of minutes, but when I brought this up to you, you looked at me and the first thing out of your mouth was, is there something I could have done better? Yeah. Or differently. Cause yeah. I, and we'll dig into it. Cause my first reaction was what could I, or did I do to impact or influence how you were feeling on that end. And that's the thing that I want to get at before we really get started here for you guys is the driver behind all of this, the driver behind what starts the butterflies right down to the hurricane or razor blades, that is panic, right? Everything hurts, everything sucks, everything's scary, is fear. And that fear, that innate fear that somebody is going to be better than me and take them away and I'm going to end up alone. And even if you're not afraid of it, you're still afraid of it. We're all afraid of it. That's the thing that humans are generally afraid of. It's the little monster inside of us, right? Like that one that tells us we're not good enough and the yeah. one that tells us that, you know, we're going to die alone. Yeah, and and know? I know that we all feel that way on some level. I mean, hell, I, I heard from some random dumbass uh, a couple weeks ago who was like, you know, doesn't it bother you to know that when, when a better guy comes along, he's going to take her away from you? I'm like, uh, only one of us knows that, sir. So <laughs> I am unaware of oh, this. Oh, rats. I've been outed. Shit, I'm going to lose her to a guy with more money and a bigger penis. Bummer. You know, and the reality is, of course, with that particular person, if that's what they think, then I feel bad for them because they don't understand women at all. But it's, it's about your relationship and how you communicate and what you're capable of doing. And I think the last thing, right, is distraction. Right? We, we definitely distract ourselves. Yeah, busying ourselves because I think, especially when you can't pinpoint the emotion or whatever you're experiencing physically. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, when you have a panic attack, you fucking physically feel it. It's so uncomfortable. It it's is, incredibly uncomfortable. It is, and, it's, and it's so painful, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally, because you can't fucking pinpoint why it's happening right now. Well, and as a guy, when you have a panic attack, guess what you don't get? Hard. Hard. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> I mean, not. But sometimes you have to busy yourself, and be, physically exert yourself, or busy your mind sure. to let that shit kind of simmer down in the background because that pot's just boiling over and Which all, is, you, all your scenes film yeah easier said than done yeah because if you're now if you're hot wifing and you're you're at home working in the garage sure you can distract yourself you can find yourself with some doing something else being busy here's the thing if you're on a bed with three other people and there's a four-way thing going on and you start to have these emotions and these feelings. You do what I do. You jump up and you offer snacks and you run out of the room and you come back with snacks and then you offer water and then you run out of the room and then you bring water. And then you basically put on a fucking sideshow for the entire group. Pretty much. Hi, guys. Right? And, and, yeah. and this is Mallory. And this is how she deals no, with it. I, I do not recommend that. It makes it really awkward. No, it does. Well, and but think about this, right? That is kind of the driving force. The fear of not being able to self-soothe. The fear of you know, not being included leads couples to say things like we only play together in the same space at the same time. And when one person is done playing, we're both done playing. Uh, and that really is a defense mechanism and against having to self-soothe because you're like, look, I need to be busy with your wife. And then a second that I'm done with her, my wife has to be done with you. Do you know how fucking hard that is? Or vice versa. Yes. Yeah. I, I totally mean, get it. It's incredibly difficult. Yeah. And we've been down that path there before. It sounds like there's only one person winning. Right? <laughs> so situation. basically, it's now a sprint to orgasm between four people. Whoever comes first is the only one that gets to get Why do I hear an auctioneer in my head all of a sudden? <laughs> anyway. I was thinking, gentlemen, start your engines. <laughs> right? But no, and I, I think the last the last thing, and, and maybe there's other ways we deal with, you know, trying to self-soothe this panic that hurricane or razor blades I keep talking about, is excuses. Fair. Just start making excuses. I'm, I'm this, I'm that, or maybe I'm, I've just had a bad day. Or, and all these things can actually lead to it. But in reality, the only way to deal with this panic, the only way that works in long term is communicating with your partner, letting them know that you had a problem and that it's not their fault, but you need them to know that you weren't okay today and it, you don't know why. You know, it's nothing they did unless it is something they did, right? And But tell them, be honest, and take 
accountability for your own feelings and your own actions. Don't just put it on them. Don't go, you did this wrong and I felt bad. Or I felt bad and it's your fucking fault and I don't know why. That's not okay. And that's not that's what you can't do because these things are going to happen to you. Uh, ask me how I know. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we've been, we, you know, painting a little bit of a picture. Do you want to kind of run through exactly what happened? Like, yeah. From our perspective? Because, I mean, we, we have something kind of fresh. I mean, we it's, do. it's pretty recent. It is. And, you know, from my perspective, I don't get wound up, right? I don't get wound up in group situations. I don't get wound up in, in single play situations. I've been doing this a long time. I've seen pretty much everything there is to see. It's very rare that I get surprised. I mean, when you see somebody get gummy bears sucked out of their asshole, that is pretty much the, the yeah, pinnacle. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but, you know, I think I, I just wasn't expecting to feel the way I did. I, it came out of nowhere. I honestly can't tell you why. I honestly can't tell you what what drove it, why it lasted as long as it did, why the, where the thoughts came from. What I know is that Mallory went on a coffee date. I mean, yep, it's and really just is, a coffee date. Just yep. fucking coffee. Yeah, I went on a coffee date with someone I had had sex with. Yes. And, I mean, there was definitely some heavy petting that happened as we said our goodbyes, but it, there was no intention of a sexual encounter there. So, it was situation normal. I got ready. Mm-hmm. Kissed you, said goodbye, you wished me luck, told me have a great time. You were good, I was good, and I left. And I had shit to do, so it's not like I was just sitting here waiting yeah, for you to come home. Yeah, it was actually a work day. I was busy. I think it was like a Friday morning or something. Yeah, and yeah. the toy store was busy that day too, so I had two jobs to do that day. And it just it really, I mean, what I can tell you from personal experience is you don't know when this is going to strike, and you don't know when it's going to literally be impossible to reason with yourself. What you can tell yourself is that there's nothing to be afraid of here. So where is this coming from? So as long as you know it's not coming from an irrational place of fear, right? Because fear is an acronym. False evidence appearing real. Right. Tell myself that all the time when something wells up inside of me, but it happens anyway. And here's what happened. She went on her coffee date. Nothing was going on. I, I knew. You were fine. You yeah. were just going to get some coffee and come home. Maybe get finger banged in your you know front <laughs> seat. But, you know, BFD, right? No big deal. Um Except about 10 minutes after you left, it set in. And I don't know why I was sitting here working on something at my desk, uh, maybe processed an order for one of you guys. Matter of fact, I think that's exactly what I was doing. And I couldn't get my brain to calm down. It was going wild. Do you feel like, was it like compared to like, like your heart racing, like you took amphetamines or something like? I couldn't concentrate on anything. I I, I was, I, I just kept thinking about where you were. And what was happening or, and I kept going back to you and I couldn't get away from it, even though it was completely irrational. Oh my gosh, stop being so obsessed with me. I know, right? What the fuck? <laughs> it's like, we should get married you know, or something. And it's, and it's funny because when I got, usually what happens is, um, status quo for us is I, I let you know when I arrive at the place that I'm supposed to be just so you know I'm safe. And you maybe exchange a text or two, like have a great time, love you, text me when you're done. Mm-hmm. Or hey, please pick up milk on your way home because we roll like that. Um, but you and I actually had some dialogue, just like general, like you were telling me about something that was happening, like, and I think you were trying to distract yourself. I was. And that moment and looking back, it just occurred to me literally in this moment, that's probably what you were trying to do. And I did not identify that as out of sorts at the time. Well, because I didn't tell you either. So no, that's also on me. Because it was really positive. It yeah. was like our engagements were really positive, And it turned out I had to wait a few minutes for him to get there. He was late. So it was kind so of that gave perfect. us an opportunity to talk. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I, I mean, I think it even made me worse. I was going to say, did it help or hurt, though? I think it actually made me worse. Oh, because, and I know I wasn't flipping out with jealousy. I wasn't flipping out with fear. I went through all of this. It was physical. It was actually physical. Like... I, I had shortness of breath. Uh, my heart was beating at, you know, 150 beats a minute. Uh, my mind was racing. It was, it, I had no control over how I felt. Uh, you know, and I feel so bad for you. You know, I suffered and I'm not immune to them, but I suffered from, you know, panic attacks in my early 20s, um, mostly associated with postpartum. And it's a terrible, awful, horrific feeling, especially when you can't identify what the trigger was. 
specifically? The hardest part for me, because I actually did go to the mirror, is I looked at the mirror and I what I saw standing there looked broken to me. And that was really tough to deal with in the and moment. Did because, it escalate things? Because my next uh, question was going to be like, so we stopped texting. What were you doing? What happened? Uh, Kind of just sitting here trying to make logic work because logic was my friend in this case mm. and my brain was not okay. and, and my body was not. And so if my brain is broken and my body are broken, I'm broken. And so I'm looking in the mirror going, what the hell is wrong with you? You, you're, I mean, at this point, I've been doing this longer than anybody I know that isn't old, right? <laughs> because I started really young and most people my age have not been in the lifestyle as long as I have. So to me, I feel like I have a responsibility when things like this happen to tell you guys that they happen because I think maybe you think that there's this superpower that we have as longtime swingers and longtime lifestylers and longtime ethically monogamous, but I promise you, it's not a superpower. It takes work. And what I found myself in was in quicksand. Quicksand is the scariest thing that can happen to you emotionally. Yeah, it's also the one thing we thought we'd encounter more often as adults than we did as children. Yeah, Gilligan's yeah. Island really led me astray. Really so did Scooby-Doo. I really thought it was going to be a problem. As I thought an quicksand was going to be a real yeah. issue, but it turns <laughs> out. Funny, it's just an allegory. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is. It's <laughs> quicksand is emotional and mental. Thank you for that. Uh, but it is. It's this feeling that the harder you struggle, the worse it hurts. The more pain you're in, the more sh the more trouble you're having, and that's how panic works. Panic is quicksand. Yeah. Because the more you struggle, the har the harder you fight, the worse it gets. So how long? So uh, this date of mine went on maybe two hours. I was gone, yeah. maybe, because it took 20 minutes to get there, 20 minutes to get that. I know we were there for over an hour. Yeah, so you are gone about two hours. About right. So in this that two-hour span, how long did it last? Because you did not seem okay when I got home. So I, in my head, you had been struggling with us the entirety. It lasted the entire the day, more or less. Yeah. Once right. those things start, it's like a hangover, you emotional hangover say. kind of. You just can't quite share. I mean, when it gets to the level mine got to. Yeah. Now, the thing of it is... It's different, right? Maybe you just have something that just pop up and irks you in the middle of play and four people in a room or that kind of thing. These are not the same things, especially if you can do the things we talked about earlier, whether it's distraction, reason, talk to yourself, communicate with your partner, combat the fear that's driving these things. Those things generally work, but sometimes they fucking don't. And there's nothing you can do differently. You can't just go, ah, I got this one thing and it's going to make it fine. It's not a substance. It's not a pill you can take. It's not a food you can eat. It's not a now thing you can say. You may project or feel like that one thing because, like, some people will self-medicate with alcohol, drugs, whatever. Bad idea. Well, yeah. I mean, because I, I don't know that it's going to help you get to the root of your problem. If you have these issues, do not drink and drive. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, you shouldn't drink and drive as a general rule. I was talking about fucking. Oh, okay. But yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you actually meant physically driving. No, don't drink and drive. That's stupid too. <laughs> okay. But Sorry. I'll back this truck up. Everything turned so, out fine in the end, right? She had a great time. She enjoyed her date with her new friend. I did. But I she really liked this guy a lot. Yeah. So maybe I think, I think that actually had something to do with it. I was going to say, I think the fact, because I, I, I'm very blessed that I've been able to meet some really great people. And, you know, a, a few of those have become play partners. This one's a little different. This one's got a little extra to him that I find fascinating. And it, it gets my mind going and my body all at the same time. And we haven't had that happening in a very, very long time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's... Uh I mean, that, that could certainly be it. So, right? but my, my point was, I think he reached a peak panic um, before I got home I or did. during that two, two hour span. And then you were hung over essentially the rest of the day. And on my side of the fence, you know, I felt immense amount of guilt. I know I, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't step outside of our boundaries or the confines of our relationship. I didn't, no, not at all. I didn't physically, emotionally, or mentally do anything wrong. But because you are my person, because you are my partner, you know, the, the next steps for me were, could I have done anything differently? Yeah, that was the first thing you wanted to, to know because right. I pretty much told you that day that I had had a problem. Yeah. And that it wasn't your doing, it wasn't your fault, there was nothing wrong, we didn't have to do anything differently. Uh, you didn't have to tell this guy fuck off and never want to talk to you again because my husband's a f psycho and freaked <laughs> out. 
<laughs> but it, at the time, you, you still, you're like, I have no idea why this happened. Like, I couldn't point to something. I, I don't have a trigger that I can, I can identify or hand to you right now and say, this was the problem, which it left everything really, really ambiguous. So yeah, then, you didn't like that. So then my next step as my person was, how can I help to soothe you? You went through the self-soothing process. I can still see that you were in distress. Um, maybe not so much now, but you weren't exactly operating at a hundred percent. Yeah, so I, what I liken I it to the day to after a migraine. You? Okay, that's fair. That's kind of how it feels. Sure. So you know, and then in my own way, I'm closing curtains and trying to make sure that the environment you have is loving and nurturing and whatever you need it to be to help you recover from that you know and sometimes that's being close by and being physically like close to you you know hugging kissing nurturing whatever it may need sometimes it's just little shows of affection yeah Yeah, sometimes it's just doing regular life you know like we went to i think we went out to trader mays or renegers or something i mean we yeah we yeah we yeah we spent um the next def- day together. Uh, the next, let's be honest, 72 hours. <laughs> we were not out of each other's sight. Yeah, well, yeah. we do that pretty regularly anyway. But, you know, the thing that I struggled with here is, I mean, I really had a crisis in front of the mirror going, how is this happening to me, of all people? Right? I mean, So me, you admonished yourself? I did. I was like, what's wrong with you, you Aww. giant pussy? <laughs> and, like, I've been hey, doing this forever. can take a beating, motherfucker. Right? Those things are tough. They are. Right? All right, you like... giant scrotum. Yeah, you fucking <laughs> testicle. <laughs> but, you know, it wasn't anything you did wrong. And, and, you know, I think, you know, you coming home, I don't really feel like we could have done anything differently because you communicated very clearly this date was going to happen. You clearly, very clearly communicated what your intentions were for what was going to go on. Uh, where it was going to go on, and roughly when you were going to be back. I mean, there was really nothing you could have done differently. And then even when you came back and saw that, you know, something was not okay with me, you were very attentive about it. You didn't make it my problem. You didn't go, what's wrong with you? Why are you having an issue? I didn't do anything. Stop being a bitch. I mean, you didn't anything about it. it you were actually great. Oh, well, I love you. You are my person. And I don't think you would have, if the tables were turned, I think you would have addressed it very similarly, if not the same. And in hindsight, there there are a couple of things that I've been thinking about that could have been it. Um, since quarantine, you and I have been insanely codependent on each other. Yeah, and we're together a lot. <laughs> we're together a lot, and even struggling, and in, in you specifically have traveled for a living for most of your life. Um, having travel separately has been a little difficult for us. I mean, we get through it, you know. Yeah. It's, but it's been harder than it was earlier on in our relationship, which is just fucking hilarious. So I think maybe that level of codependency could be part of it, another layer of complexity to it. I would agree with you. I'll and, tell you why when you're done. And then the my attraction to this person and, and the, the newness of it and how different he may be in relation to other people. Yeah, it definitely got my attention. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about it. But so. And not necessarily in a bad way because I want that for you. I want you to have a good time. I want you to have fun. I want you to have people that light a part of your brain up that maybe that I don't touch. I mean, I'm a lot of things. I'm a very dynamic person, but I'm not every person. Fair. And there's nothing wrong with you getting stimulation from other people. And I mean that in every sense of the word. The thing that I have to figure out, especially now that it has happened, it's happened. I know it can happen again. So how am I going to deal with it if it does? Okay. Right? I mean, in the last time, I mean, I, I walked around in the yard. I threw the ball to the dogs. I mean, I... See, I, and that's what I have to do to self-soothe. That's why I act like a freakazoid. Because it's happened to me a couple times in uh, couples play where I'm like, I don't know why I'm not okay, but I'm not okay. And I have to physically exert myself. Mm-hmm. It's the, it, That was actually my mechanism to quit smoking was that anxiety as it starts to build, like I just, five minutes, and I go I go hard as a motherfucker, and then I can dial it back, I can reason with myself, but I can't do it until I physically exert myself. It's like all these chemicals build up, and I gotta, I just gotta fucking purge them out, get yeah, them out. Well, fortunately yeah. for me, even Z's tubby ass was like, yeah, I, I'd like to run and ch- chase the ball, that'd be fun. Aww, Let's she, do that. she runs like a cow. She it's does so run like cute. a cow, it's fucking hilarious. But, you know, it's, uh, I did those things. How am I gonna keep it from happening again? Yeah. Honestly, I'm not. That's the answer, guys. I was going to say, our, how does it feel now that it's happened, knowing that it could happen again? Does that change anything for you? 
I'm a little scared of it, if I'm being honest, uh, just because maybe? it sucked. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's not something I can necessarily control. I know the procedure I need to go through when it happens again. I know I can't control every emotion I have. Some of them, you just have to feel them. Okay. And that's the scary thing about emotion is sometimes you have to feel it. You can't ignore it. You can't reason with it. You can't talk yourself out of it. What you have to do is talk to your partner before and after and make sure that you guys are on the same page and that you know where each other stand. So when that comes up, you do have a standpoint from which you reason with yourself to say everything's okay. Yeah. The one thing I'm going to ask you to do one thing differently next time if you can. And it, and it may not be a reasonable ask because I think we all do this. Do not punish yourself in that process as you're trying to like parse it out or feel it out. Don't don't demean yourself don't punish yourself you mean like i just did this whole episode yes <laughs> okay just Try, making sure that we're on the same page actually no yeah i don't think you did that here i think you're you're being vulnerable and letting everyone know that you're fucking human too and it doesn't matter how long we do this for it doesn't mean we're gonna have the same reactions every single time it's not like we have one variable and then a control this isn't a fucking you know third grade you know science project you know as casual swingers evolved I've started to feel, maybe it was since PCAP, the first PCAP, that it's a lot more important for us to be vulnerable about our failures and our perceived inadequacies. It's more important than it is for us to talk about the things we do well. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't think we're over here being negative Nancys about no, anything else, but I think it's very important to be human. I think we wouldn't be doing our part as a community members or, or a member of our own little tribes, right, if we weren't honest about that, because that's how a lot of people learn. And you know, what's the, the adage that, you know, smart people learn from their mistakes, but wise people learn from others? Yeah. I think that's kind of what we're trying to do in a way. Yeah, well, yeah. It'd also be entertaining because some of the shit, when we fuck it up, it's hilarious. Yeah, we always fuck it up good if we're going to do it. We don't fuck <laughs> it up halfway. We're like, no, no, this thing is not thoroughly fucked yet. Let me jump back in here. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's kind of how it happens. And, uh, you know, in the end, I think the most important thing I can tell you guys this can absolutely happen to anybody at any time, at any phase of play. It can happen when there's no play going on at all. Ask me how I know. This can happen to anybody. So make sure that you communicate. Be human. Tell your partner that you had a bad time and it's not their fault. They can help soothe you without your making them feel like they failed you. And that's important, guys. Don't make your partner feel like they failed you because you had trouble self-soothing. Mm, that is such a horrible feeling, too, because I think we do it to ourselves anyways when we feel responsible for our significant other because that is our person. That is the, the love of our lives. And I promise you, you don't need to tell me <laughs> if I think I failed you because if I feel it, oh, I feel it so hard. Right? Yeah. So, and you know, what I can tell you guys, is I promise you our next episode will be a little more fun because Mickey will not have holes in his face and will not have been on drugs for a week. I'm so proud of you for getting on here and doing this. I know, I know it's hard. Yeah. And it's not awesome. Uh, I'd like, I know you're not I'd like the well. women listeners to be like, we love Mickey. He's so strong and he's oh, awesome, but that's you know not what? what happens. Okay. Well, I don't know. At my birthday party, you had a fucking fan club. Oh, like, whatever. literally. Oh, yeah. Whatever. I was sitting there going, wouldn't it be fucking funny if you got more play than I did? <laughs> it did not happen. <laughs> no. I was a little mildly disappointed. Uh, I, you did not look disappointed when uh, you and Jess went trotting up the stairs. So I don't know alone. what you're talking about. <laughs> Mind your business. I ain't snake bit no more. I'll tell you that much. No, no. No, no. You have definitely crawled over that hump. Mm -hmm. Speaking of hump. Anyway. anyway. Iowa. <laughs> gotta fit it That's in. That's right. A little bit. Yeah, there's the Iowa shout out for this episode. All Happens right. every goddamn time. We got another surprise for these guys. Yes, we do. Let's paint, you know, a little more positive. We're going to bookend on positivity here. Lots of positivity. Yes. So you have a new segment for us. I do. This is a brand new segment. So Super we're going to stop doing Cocktail Corner here on Casual Swing. Yeah, there's there's a tons of wonderful podcasts. They, they'll give you drink recipes. There's so many available on the internet. Yeah, there's just no reason for us to yeah. keep doing it when everybody else does it. So we're going to do something a little different. Uh, some of you have seen the pictures of my bar here, the casual bar oh here at the God, casual compound. so awesome. You've done such a good job with it. This is a labor love. Thank for you. Sure. Uh, I have uh, more than 100 different types of whiskey and bourbon in my bar. 
but something that Mallory and I both have a passion for is is trying new and interesting whiskeys, bourbons, ryes. You know, maybe we should pick up like a sport just to kind of like have a healthy balance. Right. We're just going to throw some heavy shit around or something because we need to balance this out. We need to go do CrossFit and collect whiskey. Like then I'll feel feel less guilty about the whiskey. I I can do do CrossFit with my whiskey bottles. No, don't do that because some of them you won't even let me look at. (laughs) Anyway, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do once a month, we're going to call it the Whiskey of the Month. So W-O-T-M, Whiskey of the Month. And it's going to be a brand new segment. We're going to come back with it here in a quick second after Mallory tells everybody where to find us. And we'll talk about the first Whiskey of the Month here on Casual Swing. I'm behind your couch. No, um, you can find us. Uh, we are Casual Swinger everywhere, casualswinger.com. Feel free to shoot us an email. If you have any questions or want to say hello, podcast at casualswinger.com. We are on social media. That is YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can check out our dating sites as well. That is Double Date Nation, Cassidy, SLS, and SLS. All right, back in a hot second of Whiskey of the Month. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. Welcome back one more time to Casual Swinger. I'm still Mickey. I'm still Mallory, and we're going to talk whiskey. Whiskey of I'm the month. I'm so excited. I, I love this. I need to get a sound effect done for that or something. Whiskey of the month club or something. I don't know. No? Okay, we can work on that. Yeah. We can I, work on something. I should something. not be the one to do it. I don't have that voice, but. Yeah, I'll do something dirty and say it. There you go. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah, that'll right? be fun. I don't know, breaking news. But yes, this is our new segment. It's called Whiskey of the Month, and this is where we're going to talk about a whiskey. Here's the rules. Just so you know, to qualify for Whiskey of the Month, it has to be something that is widely available. It cannot be a regional whiskey. It cannot be something you can scarce. only get. That, yeah. Well, yeah, so can't be super scarce. Can't be something you can only get in Florida or Virginia or Michigan or whatever. It's got to be something that's widely distributed, and it has to be... This is going to be the bitch, by the way. Under 50 bucks. I think that's fair. There are a lot of really great bourbon whiskeys, rye, because I think that has to be a qualifier too, right? Mm-hmm. It can be either a whiskey, a bourbon, or a rye. Not it that can I even don't be a love. Blend. Yeah, not that I don't love scotch, but you're not a scotch guy. No, yeah, we're not going to do scotch. So no Fuck sc- that. It can yeah. be an Irish whiskey. It can be any a Canadian number. whiskey. <laughs> I don't know. Canadian whiskey is pretty gross. Uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> Say I just pissed off Honey Spoon oh, and the rest of the Canadians. Yeah. You, we'll yeah. see what happens. I, you know, I don't drink Crown want, for in my defense, say, though. I've never actually seen an angry Canadian ever. I think honestly. they exist. I think you just did it, though. Well, if they, I think if they're if out they, there with If they reelect works. Trudeau, we'll see a lot of angry Canadians. Wow. Anyway, let's talk about no politics. Oh, yeah. We can't talk politics. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not a Canadian. I can talk Whiskies. about that. So it has to be under $50, which I think is, is totally reasonable. Very reasonable. Widely available and has to be a rye, whiskey, or bourbon. Yes. Now, we're, and now keep in mind, this is not like this is the end all be all greatest whiskey that ever was segment of Casual Swinger. This is the this is the accessible if you don't know a lot about whiskey, great flavor, smooth, good taste. I mean, we're going to tell you things about these whiskeys as we get into them, but it's also affordable. It's also something you can buy it and if you hate it, you're on, you're not out 500 bucks. Yeah, and you know, if you want to impress your boss or you, right. or some, you know, your new client or something, like these this is great information to have. IE or EG, I should say. I don't golf. Correct. But I work with a lot of men who do. Mm-hmm. And, and you fuck one. my knowledge of bourbon whiskeys and rye have helped me kind of open the gate a little bit. That's true. So you can talk to dudes about dudes. I stuff. can. Well, it's not. Hey, Mister, <laughs> we're not. No, we're not playing gender roles here. Okay, my bad. I'm going to smash all of the buttons. I can smash all the buttons when we do it. No, come on. No. Wow. <laughs> if nope. I could cunt punt you, oh, I would. incoming cunt punt. Oh, please stop. Don't Helga smash my balls. No? None of that? All right, let's talk whiskey. The whiskey of the month for October is Four Roses Single Barrel. Four Roses Single Barrel. Now, that's a Kentucky bourbon, so this is, like, classic. Oh, yeah, this is a legit bourbon. This is from the distiller's name. This guy's name is, I know I had written it. Brent Elliott. Brent Elliott, master distiller Brent Elliott. So Four Roses is a Kentucky bourbon that ticks pretty much all the boxes, Mm -hmm. right? It's affordable, for starters. It comes in at 22 
dollars for a 750 on Drizzly. It's very inexpensive. Yeah, this this bottle should consistently be at most under $30. Yeah, you should be able to get this one. It, it's a small looking bottle. It's kind of a narrow bottle that widens out as it goes down. It's not a super attractive centerpiece bottle. But what I can tell you about it is that it has a great deal, just a huge number of expressions in Four Roses. You have a lot of choices in Four Roses. But what he did with this particular one is he used two different mash bills and five different yeast strains to create a total of 10 different recipes to create this specific bourbon. Now, while the single barrel release uses just one recipe to highlight a unique building block of the whiskey, that is a rye mash bill, a high rye mash bill that makes the unique flavor of Four Roses single barrel what it is. That's so, awesome. So how would you describe it from a profile if you're drinking this neat or on the rocks? What, what do you get from it? Well, so when you drink a whiskey and you drink it neat and that you can either when you drink it neat, you can either do neat on the rocks or you can make a cocktail out of it. Neat means you're drinking it straight. That's the way Mallory drinks hers. Generally, it's because her dick is bigger than mine. <laughs> I like to feel when I when especially if I'm trying a new whiskey or it's a whiskey I really, really love. Neat is the way to go for me because I like the high, the high hot notes of it. And when I say hot, I don't mean like burn my esophagus. Um, the high spices, right? Like the cinnamons, the caramels, the stuff that really hits you on the top part. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I think in this you particular case. like the case, sweeter notes, don't you? Well, I tend to like the sweeter notes. And I think, so I think wa a waterback brings out a little bit of those sweeter notes, but I don't like putting water in my whiskey. I was going to say, you like it on the rocks. And so you I put like it to mellow. Yeah. yeah. And then if I'll, I'll hit it right as soon as I get it. And of course, that's very little water content at that point. And if I like it, then I'll drink it fast. And if I need it to, if I need it to mellow out a little bit, I'll let the ice melt a and, little bit and then stir it up, water back it, and I'm good to go. And that's something that makes these whiskeys, whiskeys, like the profile changes with more water, right? And then two water down, and then it just tastes shitty, gross. Um, but then you can get some of the fruit flavors out of it if if you don't if it's too hot on the front, like it burns too much to really get the caramel or the plum or like this one's what plum cherry. Yeah, so a little bit of vanilla, no caramel. There's right. really no caramel flavor in the Four Roses. Yeah, Four Roses single barrel is primarily plum, cherry, and vanilla. And you know, it's funny because different tastings will present differently based on what you've had to eat that day. So you may actually taste some different things in there, but primarily plum, cherry, and vanilla on this particular one. Now, I characterize Four Roses single barrel as a very pleasant a very pleasant drinking uh, four roses. Yeah, this one I would, I could do it on the rocks, mm -hmm. um, you know, after the cube is melted, because for me it's a little hot that it, it burns a little bit on the front. So It's very smooth. But it is very smooth. Yeah. You don't get the cringe afterwards like you do with some, like, really cheap whiskeys. Um, or mixed. Like, I don't feel guilty if I mix this with, like, a ginger or mm -hmm. ginger beer or... And at the cost point, there's yeah. no problem with it, right? Exactly. You're not spending $150 exactly. for the bottle. Exactly. And don't get me wrong, I love some of the bottles we have. That, if we have a $75 bottle and I'm going to make a drink, I'm going to drink it straight. Oh, yeah. I wanted to throw a bottle at somebody's head at your party because they, they were trying to pour Blanton's into a cocktail. I'm like, um... Look, Ed stuff's number one. It's it's rare. It's really not. <laughs> Do you know how much that <laughs> bottle is worth right uh -huh. now? <laughs> yeah, and the the funny part was I was like, look, it's 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 okay. It's it's not the best whiskey in the world. It's just super rare, and it's not worth what you're doing to it. But it's definitely not okay. That was they actually had in their hand the Japanese one, <laughs> which is you can only get it in Japan. It's a barrel proof, yeah. and I'm like, uh, no, yeah, don't. It's like a five hundred dollar bottle. Please yeah, put don't that do down. That. But no, it's this particular bottle is an inexpensive bottle. And in terms of flavor, availability, and cost, it's one of the best all around under $50 whiskeys you can buy. I have to agree. And there's we've come across a lot that fall into this category, but I We're think we're going to have to talk about a lot of them once yeah, a month, 12 yeah. a year. For me, this is probably one of my favorites. I have no problem ordering this, you know, in a bar most of the time. Um, at least in our region, or going to any liquor store. I mean, we've been to liquor stores all over the country. Mm, looking for rare whiskey, because yeah. it's what I do. Yeah. So. But yeah, no, I think you're right. that This is a whiskey that's available pretty much everywhere. You can find it in liquor stores anywhere. Just about anybody that's in range of this podcast, including people that are overseas, will be able to go get Four Roses Single Barrel. And it's an excellent all-around, and that's why it's Casual Swingers Whiskey of the Month. Woohoo! So there's our What does it win? 
What does it win? It wins us going buying a bottle and getting shit faced. I don't know. I think we're gonna I'm take not- some time off between now Dude, and my liver hurts. November. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So yeah. just to maybe help us, you know, I don't know. You you have abs. I mine are comfy. Do I? Yeah. Oh, I haven't noticed. Yeah, I've- you do. <laughs> Thanks. Kind of sexy. Thanks. Any hoot, that's our original whiskey of the month. That's how we roll. Hopefully, you guys have enjoyed your time with us today. We talked a little bit about whiskey. You know, we just told you guys how to find us before you left the last segment, so we're not going to do that here. We'll no. just no. say bye gently. Bye gently. No, 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 no. You, oh, you know what? It, people just like to hear you talk that way, whisper in their ear. You should do the ASMR thing. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that would be so much fun, but I don't know that I could take it seriously. Myself seriously. (laughs) Probably (laughs) The process is fine, but myself is the problem. That's all right. We'll be back here in a couple of weeks. we got a couple of special episodes coming your way, guys. For those people that turned us down from Fantasy Fest, don't worry. We've reached out to a couple other people. We're going to get some cool interviews for you guys. More to come in Season 4. You've been listening to Casual Swingers. Say bye now.